Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You want to declare me dead? Let's see your bona fides, guy. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host. Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked you could join us. Really happy that you're tuning in, that you're hanging in there. Episode 37, if you can believe that. Believe it, because we're doing it. Um, Today on the show, fucking Ed is still in England, of all places. So we'll have to work in some, work some of my digital magic, my technological savvy we will hear from Ed Daly, but not the typical genius back and forth that you get from the two of us. We'll have some recorded Ed segments. He'll get us into our stories that we're going to review today. We'll talk that way, and we'll, he has an update that he sent along from England. So look forward to that, Ed. We'll hear from Ed Daly. Also today on the show, a list came out. I love these lists. Forbes always makes these lists, and there's a new one out, the NFL's best fans list. Like, if you're really excited, if you're really hoping your team, like, if you're, like, that's my that's my keyboard sound effect. Do you hear that? I was going to type on my keyboard, but I'm actually using my computer, and it'll, like, fuck up the stuff I'm doing. So I, just, I did the sound effect instead. You guys dig that? Uh, if you're running to your keyboard to have a Google, take a look and be like, oh, hope my fucking team just got on the best fans list, you're a huge fucking loser. Okay? I mean, you're not. Well, I'm still cool with you. We're still boys. But I'm going to tell you why that's a bad thing. Uh, also today on the show, an ex-NFL player, you'll never believe this, but a guy that played in the NFL – is accused of a crime. What? You're saying, what? I can't even believe that. It's crazy. It's crazy talk, Brian. Don't talk crazy. Well, I am. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, plane beefs. This is big. People, like, flying on a fucking airplane is awful. It's the worst thing. I mean, it's not so bad if you're, like, up front. That's okay. It's not great. But if you're, you know, up the front or if you like flying long distance, you're on a 747, you're upstairs on the 747. Like I would recommend if you need to go on a long distance air flight, like across fucking oceans that takes all night and shit. I would recommend trying to be in the upstairs on the 747. That's just me. But if you're and and it still kind of sucks. 
But I mean, you can recline and they bring you champagne. A lot of times the food's pretty good. And you chill and they like tend to your needs. Whereas if you're in the back in steerage with the cattle, you don't, there's not really any amenities. They're kind of like, sit down, shut the fuck up and leave us alone. And we'll let you know when we get there. But up top in the front, that's where you want to be. Uh, but a lot of people, so because flying on an airplane sucks, and it does suck really bad, like if you're in economy, coach, especially, uh, like people, it's tense. You know, also everyone's afraid they're going to die. People are stupid. Like there's a lot of things going on on airplanes that make it really shitty. To fly. People don't have it down. Like, they don't just, they don't know. And people, it's kind of like anything, anywhere there's a big group of people. People are in it for themselves. They're all they care about is themselves. And they're not thinking about their fellow man. And we're going to talk about that. Plain beefs. Because there was a, a recent plain beef and it's highlighted something that goes on. The, the etiquette rules for airplanes. And Ed and I have differing opinions on this. We'll get into that. This happens in the third world a lot. People being declared dead before they necessarily are. We're going to talk about that because I have a remedy. I have a situation that will get this handled. We won't ever have to worry about it again because it happens pretty often, typically in the third world. It happens here too, occasionally. But I'll, I'll sort it out. I, I know how to figure this out. And uh, the, did you guys hear about the hero security guard that got shit canned for being too goddamn old? ageism in the security fields like you got some old guy that's a hero as a security guard you're gonna fire him no one else wants that job it's a shitty job we'll talk about that uh know how fucking old is this guy this week because i feel like that's really definitely more of a one it's kind of lost some steam i'll be honest although somebody sent me a good one today it was a lady oh shit it was a good one though um, but yeah, we'll do how fucking old is this guy? Maybe when Ed gets back, I think there's only one more show, one more Edless show that we got to do before he returns. And that's more of a interactive, like the whole show is more of an interactive thing, but we're doing the best we can with Ed overseas. So know how fucking old is this guy this week? We'll get back to that and still taking your submissions. There's a new BallerLifestyle.com mailbag posted on the site right now that you should check out. We answered some of your questions there, Ed and I, including the age-old underwear debate. That's solved for you. Hashtag life coach. Hashtag Brian Beckner life coach. Bring me this shit, okay? You guys have thoughts. You guys have questions. Bring it to me because I've got this stuff all figured out. I know how to do it. Underwear question, come to me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how to live your life. Uh, so that's up. But yes, keep sending us your how fucking old is this guy. Uh, I someone told me that on the on the Dan Patrick radio show. They were talking about somebody had submitted clearly a listener to the Baller Lifestyle podcast had had a listener to that show had brought to them the fact. Uh, that Wilford Brimley was only 51 years old and in Cocoon. I don't, I'm not even sure that's true. He might have been 51 when it came out, but I think he was 49 when they shot it, and that's amazing. And that's – you heard it first on this show, and I'm sure whoever 
brought it to that show, heard it here first. Thank Ed Daly for that. Uh, but we will have the regular, our regular, and everyone's, you know, it's people kind of been, somebody was kind of throwing shade on Twitter, but I don't give a fuck because I love it. We're talking pop culture, fancy pop, and in the fancy pop segment, of course, she's got some stuff. Well, first she's got some stuff on, there's some celebrity relationship news going on. I'm not sure what else she's talking about, but everyone wants us to, and we will discuss Bachelor in Paradise. Shit is going on. It's a two-parter and just a little peek behind the curtain. As we record this, only one part is aired. I've yet to see part two. So we might have, there might be an update there. I'm, I'm not sure how we'll work that. But yeah, we're talking Bachelor in Paradise. You go ahead and throw shade if you want. But whether Ed Daly's here or not, we talk Bachelor. It's, that's what we do. It's one of the things we do on this show. And it's not the whole show. It's part of the show. It's something uh, It's I enjoy it. So fuck off. It's my show. Get your own fucking show. You don't like my Bachelor talk. Um. All right. Let's check in with Ed. Wait, Ed has sent us one of his hilarious missives about what's happening to him in England, mostly involving PUDs. Well, I almost said puds. That's an old school word. Remember that? It meant your dick. What up, you pud? Like, that guy's a dick, right? What, what's he doing? He's pounding his pud. <laughs> we don't need that word back. Uh, yeah, Ed's checking in. He's got one of his, I meant to say pubs. Ed's checking in with us. He's in England. He's going to pubs. He's doing, I don't know, whatever you do over there. He went to a soccer game at one point. Um, he's going to check in. He's going to give us a, an update on what he's been up to. And I, by the way, I think he's going to cover this. I saw on Facebook where you should like and share the Baller Lifestyle podcast page, by the way. Go get on Facebook. I know you're all on there. You're not like, oh, I'm too cool. I don't do Facebook. Yes, you do. I know you do. Go on there because we have a lot more listeners than we have likers on Facebook way, way, way more people download this show every week than have liked it so far on Facebook. So I need you, if you're a listener to the show, you're all probably listening on your computer right now. Just go on your stupid Facebook or on your phone. Look, search the Baller Lifestyle podcast. You can't search the Baller Lifestyle because some other jackass has that, which I'm not happy about. But search the Baller Lifestyle podcast and fucking like the page. And then once a week when I post the show to that page, you share it on your page. That's how this works. And some of you have this, a few of you. You got it like on lock. And you guys, I like you guys. But more you could be doing this for me. You could be doing this for us. Okay? I don't like to think of it as me that you're doing a favor for. I like to think of it as us. Because I'm entertaining you. And it's always kind of cool to be in on the ground floor or something. And so if you're sharing my show, our show, on your Facebook, it's like you are It's like you know something. It's like, hey, I'm doing this. And that's what people want to do. It's not some stupid fishing video or somebody getting lit on fire or something fucking stupid that you always see on there. This is something cool. This is actual entertainment. So go to Facebook, search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast like it, and then when I post something, which is like once a week, so don't worry, no, don't think I'm going to be, you know, shoving stuff up, stuff up your ass all the time. I don't, I don't have time for that. I got my own life. I got, I'm doing cool stuff. 
but once a week I make a podcast and then I and then I put it on the internet and I remind people of that on Facebook. And you should share it when I do that. That's all. Okay? Can you do that for me? Thank you. What was I saying? Oh, I saw on Facebook that Ed has been ice bucket challenged. And I'm I'm thinking that in his I think there may be an update to that in his report from England. And I'll be honest, I'm a little shocked that I have yet to be challenged. And I, I think that thankfully and hey, good cause. Like ALS is a the shit fucking disease. Like Lou Gehrig. I know a guy played a lot of games in a row, Iron Horse and stuff, whatever. He's a good player, hustled. But it guy's kind of a dick. Like he's the first guy to have this disease. He's the he's patient zero here. Like maybe without Lou Gehrig, people wouldn't have this fucked up disease. It's off awful. So if you you know, it's a good cause, definitely. It the campaign worked for sure, but I've had enough of it. I've had enough. Just write a check. Post a video of you writing a check. Because I, I don't want to see it anymore. And I'm a little shocked that I have not been challenged, although that's not an invitation to challenge me because as you can probably guess, I'm not I don't participate in things. You guys should know by now that I'm not a participator. But I will say that there are a couple things regarding the ice bucket challenge that I like. A it's kind of fun it's not funny to me, but it's ironic. Is that the proper I don't know if I use ironic correctly. Uh, in, in the underdeveloped world has so little access to clean water that in a lot of places, like 70% of people's day is devoted just to acquiring non-malaria infected water and boiling it and fucking washing their clothes and shit in it. And they must, you know, when they get on their Facebook from their village, when they go on and check it out and they see all these fucking idiots dumping water on their heads, they must be like, what the fuck is, what planet is this? Like what, these people are crazy. And along those lines, these dipshits that, that want to make – I live in California, but I'm sure this is everywhere. I'm sure you see this everywhere. These dipshits that make some comment in their dopey videos that talk about the drought. So they're like, hey, I don't uh, – like out of respect for California's drought situation, I'm not going to dump water. I'm going to use – a lot of times it's like people in their pool. They're like, I'll just dump some water from my pool on my head so because it's like getting reused. Like the symbolism of a fucking bucket of water is somehow injurious to our sensibilities in time of drought or that their shitty pail will somehow hasten our inevitable descent into post-apocalyptic Mad Max-style water hoarding. Your bucket equals like an extra four seconds of shower time. I don't think this is the kind of water conservation we really need to worry about. You know what? If like, you're so worried about it, use your pool to fucking water your shitty lawn or let your lawn die and quit watering your lawn. Like you're such a conservationist. I mean, I get, you know, yeah, the drought's fucked up, but it's El Nino. It's going to snow a shitload this year. Watch. Also desalinization. Like, why don't we do that? Also, why don't we build a fucking pipeline to where there's some water? Like, you know how that ice cap's melting? Let's build a pipeline from there. Why do I got to think of everything? I don't know. Okay, let's check in. Ed, how you doing in England, buddy? Three things from me this week. Number one, I was challenged twice to the ice bucket challenge. Um, on one hand, I, I love how it took off and raised a ton of money. 
Um, and I really hated when people started playing Debbie Downer and saying, oh, if only people cared about other charities, whatever. It worked. It was great for, for the cause. It's, it's a pretty horrible disease, ALS. Um, but I donated the money and I did not participate. And so, uh, I am, I'm proud to say that, that I, uh, I twice denied uh, the chance to dump water on myself. The, my Facebook feed was probably 90% uh, ice bucket challenges in the last week, and I, I just had to end it. I, I, I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, number two, I've been approached a couple times by several Gaza-related people handing out leaflets by the train stations, and they they some want to talk or some are just sitting there with a megaphone shouting, trying to inform you and they're you know, they're biased information, and I, I just responded the only way I know how, by pretending I didn't see or hear them. Um, but yeah, I see updates on Facebook, and I, I, I'm so tired of people trying to get you involved in their their political discourse. I I don't ever want to talk politics with anyone. I'm, I'll, I'll, the only side I'm on is anti-violence. I, I don't, people with their pamphlets can go fuck off and quit bumming me out. Uh, finally, I fulfilled a, really, I fulfilled a dream this week. I became the cause of some sort of gay jealous spat. As I mentioned here before, I go out by myself almost every night in London. And, uh, on Saturday I was just minding my own business, drinking a beer, reading something on my phone. And I got up to go to the men's room and some dude flies across the room and says to me, he's not interested in you. I wasn't I wasn't sure who he was referring to, but it was he the guy was he was clearly gay and he was talking about somebody. I don't, I don't know. I just gave him a smile and nod and kind of treated him like I do with the Gaza protesters and just kept walking. And and then as I'm opening the 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 men's room door, he he follows me and he just screams at me, "Not interested." So there you have it. When I look at my phone, I must give off an incredible gay vibe. All right. Excellent job, Ed. Good, good content there. Great update. I like that you that you refuse the ice bucket challenge. I respect you for that. I like that you don't give a fuck about people's causes. That you're annoyed by them. I were we share kinship there. Also, hey, good job getting hit on by homosexuals. Like that's you know, like a lot of you homophobes out there want to act like that would bum you out. But let's be honest. It's flattering. Like anybody that thinks you're attractive, that wants to sex you, man or woman, that's that's a compliment to you. They're saying, hey, this bro, this that's a sandwich over there. That guy's a sandwich. He's not a twink. He's not a bear. He's a sandwich. I'd like to have some British sex with that guy. And hey, you weren't into it. That's cool. I'm fine with that. But hey. Doesn't mean it's nothing to be mad about. Good for those gay English guys. Uh, okay, Ed, what is going on? Tell us what is happening in the world of sports. What do we need to talk about? All right, in sports, the first story: Forbes recently ranked the NFL's top fans. Tops on the list were the Green Bay Packers fans. After that, it was the Broncos, Saints, Pats, Ravens, Colts, Cowboys, Steelers, Seahawks, Bears. Brian, how shocked are you that this list contains? The Seattle Seahawks, the fan base that loves congratulating themselves for being loud, and also a bunch of teams that have won a lot of Super Bowls. We've talked about this before. I, I have no opinion on who the best fans are because it's a stupid, pointless topic. 
but really like it's not something to be prideful about like whoever the green bay of course they're the best fans it's a small town they got nothing else going on but being called the best fans is really sort of an insult if you think about it it's like i'm a diehard fan i live and die with my browns your fucking browns haven't been good in my lifetime what like why don't you get a hobby maybe pay attention to your family Reconnect with your wife. Do some charity work. And here's an idea. Stop identifying yourself with a corporation that wouldn't walk across the street to piss on you if you were on fire unless you bought a fucking Brian Sipe jersey first. I'm not saying don't like the Browns. I'm just saying don't make your life about liking the Browns. That's all. Look, I like sports as much as the next guy, but here's an impression of me the moment my Dodgers inevitably get eliminated from playoff contention. You guys ready? Here we go. Dude. Bummer. Scene. Okay? It's what I'm saying. You get the point? Okay, here's another one. Here's a dramatic reenactment of me a couple months ago when my LA Kings closed out the lowly New York Rangers in overtime to capture Lord Stanley's Cup. You guys ready? Dude, that was awesome. Scene. You get it? You don't want to be too high, too low. Like, I like the Kings. I was actually in my car when they closed it. I was listening to it on the radio. I couldn't even be, I'm such a fan that I couldn't even be in front of my TV when they closed out the finals had to pick somebody up had to pick a certain person that's on this radio program up from the airport that night bad girl bad guy of her to schedule a flight during the stanley club finals right right what i'm saying calm down stop jerking off to your sports teams and stop having drastically overrated senses of regional pride tied directly to those sports franchises what up boston it's enough, okay? Just, your town's fine. You like your team, fine. That's great. It's not, don't make it more than that. Don't make it weird, guys. Ed, what else is happening? What's next? Okay, the second story in sports is former Panthers and Browns running back Armand Smith was arrested in Georgia for stealing a $500 leaf blower out of the back of a landscaper's truck. Smith then sped off with the blower and obscured his license plate with a t-shirt. The only problem for Smith was the witness's description matched that of a man who was in the courthouse earlier in the day for a domestic violence matter. Court surveillance footage was matched, and the police arrested Smith. Brian, what's sadder? Armand Smith's 0.7 yards per carry career average, or the fact that he's going to the pokey for a leaf blower? Oh, I like this story. This is a good story. First of all, pretty shocked that someone that currently or formerly played in the NFL would be arrested. I feel like that's the first time this has ever happened. I feel like maybe somebody should do something about that. Like whoever's in charge of it, because it's like every day, nearly somebody from the NFL gets arrested or gets ALS. Something to think about. Uh, but I do like that this guy, Armand Smith is, that's his name. Armand Smith. I never heard of the guy. That's not shocking, though. It's good to see that Armand Smith is spending his time, like most retirees, being way too into his lawn. I don't know how they do it in the Carolinas, but around my neck of the woods, all the gardener's equipment is beat to shit. 
Like, this guy needed to steal a hedge trimmer or weed whacker. Is that the same thing? Is there a difference? He was going for one of the gas-powered ones because that's, that's, you know, if you're serious about your lawn, you can't fuck around with something that you got to plug in in the garage and walk around with. It's bad for the look. You need a gas-powered, you know, something third of a horse, something with a little oomph to it to get those big weeds or whatever you do. I've never, I've never mowed. Breaking news, I've never mowed a lawn in my life. I don't think I have. I may have like once or twice when I was in a roommate situation. I think I might I might have got charged with mowing the lawn maybe. I didn't mow the lawn growing up. I did a lot of other shit. Don't – I mean I wasn't like a child of privilege. I had a bunch of other shitty chores. I never mowed the lawn though. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. This guy needed a hedge trimmer so bad. Armand, let me give you some advice. Next time, do your shopping at some local neighborhood open garages, all right? Like if you're off to thieve some solid lawn equipment, some high-end shit, these home landscapers got all the top-shelf equips from Home Deeps, and it only gets used every other week. The gardener uses that shit all day, every day. It's beat the fuck up quick. Do yourself a favor, go drive around the neighborhood, have a look, snatch something up out of the garage, steal it out of somebody's garage. Also, they don't have cameras there. You're in a parking lot, you're on camera, dude. You want to throw some shit in somebody's dumpster? They, they're recording that. I do like that you sort of were aware of that and you put a t-shirt around your license plate, which is, that's pretty awesome. Like that's... Probably my number one favorite thing about this story. Uh, so, Armand, next time call me. I'll tell you how to steal better. Figure, having played in the NFL, you would know this kind of shit. Uh, okay, Ed, what else is going on? Tell us. What's the next story? Okay, an airline news this week. United Airlines Flight 1642 from Newark to Denver had to make an emergency landing this week after a couple of passengers brawled over the use of a product, the Knee Defender. The Defender is a product that prevents the seat in front of you to, to recline. The woman who was prevented from reclining became irate and threw a cup of water into the man's face. The flight had to land in Chicago and both passengers were removed. My thought is this guy should have been given a ticker tape parade. People who blindly re recline on planes are monsters. And any normal sized man, and I'm, I'm not some really tall guy, I'm six feet tall, any normal-sized guy is in rough shape as soon as somebody in front of them reclines. And these reclining your chair, it's, it's not going to dramatically improve your comfort, but it could really have a horrible impact on the person behind you. And I hate how people just blindly recline. Like, if it's a five-year-old behind you, fine. But I, I, I don't understand how people just are so rude that they just plow back into you. And... Uh, you know, of course, the woman thought nothing of reclining, and that's why she became irate, because she doesn't have this problem. The advertised woman is is nowhere close to hitting the uh, hitting the seat in front of her with her knees. But a man with regular-sized legs would be a little more considerate. Um, and then also, you know, this reminds me of the other selfish assholes on planes, the people who can't stand up without grabbing the seat in front of you. You're, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you get yanked backwards because somebody doesn't know how to stand up on their own. And... Uh, Really, just planes are just full of selfish assholes. So I hope this woman serves hard time and maximum security prison. I ne I never realized. 
I never realized that there was so much animosity about chair reclining on airplanes. First of all, I have the exact opposite opinion of Ed. This knee defender guy, first of all, that product, I don't, I just can't even believe it exists. I'm sort of bummed I didn't invent it. But this dude on the plane clearly had an agenda and he should be tried criminally for interfering with the function of an aircraft. The fucking seats recline. Just because you want to type another lame email that's going to annoy some shitty person at your dumb work doesn't mean that you used to, that you get to use contraband devices to impede the utility of the fucking flying machine. I don't care if you don't like people to recline. The seats recline. They're they're made to recline. And it says here straight from the story, knee defenders are banned on all major US airlines including United, which they were on. So, anti-reclining zealots, like Ed Daly obviously is, need to turn their gaze from their fellow passenger and look toward the real enemy, the fucking airlines, Big Sky. Either that, or step the fuck up and buy a seat in business, you're so tall, Mr. Tall. The point is, is that the seats recline. You got such a beef, it's not rude to do what... You're allowed to do on an airplane. It's not rude to fucking order a Heineken. They serve Heineken on the plane. The point is, the seat reclines. So recline your fucking seat. And if someone in front of you reclines theirs, you recline yours. I don't even get this. Like, you don't want the seat to recline, call the fucking airline. You know why it's this chick's fault? She was just trying to relax, flying to Chicago or whatever. I'm anti the knee defender guy. All right, Ed, what else is going on? In Brazil, a 54-year-old man was rescued from a body bag after relatives saw the bag wriggling in the morgue. Valdelucio Goncalves, 54, was declared dead by medics in Salvador, Brazil. They said he had suffered organ failure and took him to a hospital morgue. The family had already paid for a death notice in the newspaper and bought the coffin. Luckily for the man whose nose and ears had already been stuffed with cotton, he's alive and well, except for the fact that he has a frightening resemblance to singer Mark Anthony. Brian, two things. How is this guy only 54 years old, and how terrified are you of becoming ill on a vacation out of the country? Oh, yeah. I like this story. First of all, yeah, you're right, Ed. How fucking old is this guy? If you guys look at the picture, Google it. I've already forgotten the guy's name. It was a confusing name. How fucking old is this guy? He looks like he's lived a long, hard seven decades. No wonder they pronounced him dead on the spot. I do feel like the third world is constantly having issues declaring people dead. I definitely don't want to get caught sleeping in an uncivilized place like Brazil. Because before you know it, they've got you're in the ground. It's like... They're just going I, – I, I feel like the, the issue there is is that there's just – the place is just generally littered with bodies. So it's kind of like the street sweeper. They just go around. They see something laying there. They just pick it up and bury it because if you're not dead straight away, you're going to be soon. They're just going to have to come back the next day and pick you up. So just get a jump on it. Like see a body, pick it up, throw it in a pit. 
Like there's so many bodies everywhere that I don't really have time to figure out who's technically dead. But I'll tell you how to solve this. Before I'm declared dead anywhere, I need to be examined by someone with a degree from an accredited American medical school. This is Brazil. These air quotes doctors probably matriculated at some barrio barber college. You want to declare me dead? Let's see your bona fides, guy. I feel like that would solve a lot of problems. Like, oh, you know, oh, oh, you went to UCLA and you say, okay, I'm dead. I'm dead. You, you would know. You went to a real medical school. I trust you. I trust your opinion. Good on you. Okay, Ed. Last story. What's the other one? Tell me. What's happening? Finally. A 70-year-old security guard, John Resitar, was given a pink slip from his Pittsburgh-area high school job for being too old. Resitar recently stopped a school stabbing and was stabbed in the chest in the process. Unfortunately, a few weeks ago, the 70-year-old received a letter in the mail informing him his services are no longer needed. Brian, it's one thing that they informed him, if they informed him, he would no longer be allowed to drive to work because, as we've discussed, people over 70 should never be on the roads. But is this treatment of the hero a bit harsh? Yeah, this is a tough one. Like, I'm with Ed. Like everyone, I am all for getting the majority of septuagenarians off the road. And, you know, I'm not too stoked about old people being in the workplace either. I don't, I have a, I could tell you a story about when I went to Starbucks the other day. And it's older broad behind the counter. And she like rings up me and my girlfriend, two drinks. She's, it was 10 bucks. And I was like, Normally, I'm just not even paying attention, but for some reason, that number just seemed too much to me. And I was like, and this is my own fault. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll reveal that in a second. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like 10 bucks. That's like, that seems too much. And she's like, yeah, I got all three of your drinks right here. And I'm like, oh, there's only two drinks. And then she just like points to a random cup. And she's like, well, what about that? Like, I would know. I'm just ordering drinks. I'm like, I don't know what that cup is. And she's like, well, what's that doing there? Then she asks like the girl that's making the drinks who was like normal age. Like, what's up with this cup? And the other girl's like, I don't know. It's just a cup. So the, so the bottom line is she had to refund me like $3 or something. And here's a problem. And here's my mistake. I went to a kiosk Starbucks. If you if you need to go to Starbucks, you need to go to a brick and mortar Starbucks. This was in a grocery store, and I know better, but I was in a hurry. And this broad could not like she just was too fucking old. She had a hairnet on. She couldn't figure out how to get the three bucks back onto my card. She'd already I'd already she'd already swiped it. And it was, she was just too goddamn old. She just couldn't, she shouldn't be pushing buttons. She shouldn't be looking at screens. Things were confusing to her. She was calling for help, like Mayday, like over the loudspeaker, need some help here. The line was stacked up behind me. My drinks were done. And you know what? I was like, finally, I was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. And I just turned around with my drinks and walked away. I'd been there like 10 minutes. 
And uh, she was like, wait, no, what? Like calling out to me. And I, I just was like, you know, you're, there's just nothing. Time is money. There's just nothing you can do for me right now. You're too goddamn old. Always, never, never go to the kiosk, Starbucks. Never go to the, the you got to go to the actual brick and mortar Starbucks every time. It's like a rule. That's my rule. And I broke my own rule. The point is like old folks, you know, shouldn't be working. Most of them should be euthanized. Let's be honest. Although 70 is like not that old. These days, 70 is not that old. In our lifetimes, people were, are, well, they already sort of are regularly living into their hundreds. And that's only going to get more and more. People are going to, we're going to have 115 year old people like pretty soon, like common. Easy for me to say. The point is, this guy's not that old. And also, like, he's a security guard at a school. That's a shitty job that no one wants. You don't want to fire a guy that, hey, guess what? Just showed a week before or however long before. I didn't read this, obviously. He just demonstrated that he's good at the job. He fucking stopped a stabbing. Oh, you're too old to do this job. Oh, really? I how about this the shrapnel I took for you last week? How about the fucking lives I saved? How about that? Like when you're hiring somebody, there's always that thing like, ah, well, I think he can do it, you know, but you're never quite sure till the person gets in the job. They could have all the credentials, they could be the right age, they could be to me, I always feel like that's that person never works out. The the perfect fit never is. And yeah, this guy's a little bit old, but he's already shown he could do the job. Cost money to train new people? Just like leave him there. He'll stop another stabbing or maybe he won't. And then you'll have to hire somebody else. Feel bad for this guy. Let's let's let him keep his job. All right, Ed. Great job. Appreciate all that Ed does from a faraway place. It's not easy to continue to participate in the show despite the fact that he's on an extended trip. Uh, he will be back. Not next week, I don't think. Maybe no, he will be back next week. Breaking news. The return, the triumphant return in episode 38. Ed Daly will return next week. Set your radios, like on Facebook. Uh but as to this show, we gotta get to the important stuff. And of course I'm talking about fancy pop, pop culture report. Let's go to a right now. Joining us now, everybody's favorite segment of the show. Fancy Pop with our own pop culture bachelor correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Okay, first up is uh, celebrity relationship updates. Firstly, I love celebrity couples. Okay, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux still not married. A little weird, isn't it? Uh, they did just celebrate their second anniversary of their engagement. So do they've been engaged for two years. Do you think she's having second thoughts based on his A, foot tattoo? Very possibly. Or two, extensive collection of bowler hats. <laughs> I think probably both. And the use of possible use of eyeliner. In that HBO show that he stars in, Guyliner. the left, the left, Guyliner, yeah. the leftovers. Yeah, it's it's there's something happening there. It's like what nothing's keeping. I them feel from like being one of they, them wants kids and one doesn't. They, maybe they, they live the life of luxury. Those two. Here's also, the thing: if also, you're Jennifer yeah. Aniston is fine, and she's 
running out of time. He's she's, pretty. He's she, he's douchey, but he's pretty fit. She's yeah. He's a good looking guy. I mean, he's got a foot tattoo. So if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> no one's into you're that all for it. <laughs> right. She's got to be having second thoughts based on his foot tattoo. Maybe he had it covered, and she just found out about right, it. That's what I'm saying. Right. In in his very like curated oiled up perfectly motorcycle boots that he wears every day. <laughs> Eventually, he probably goes to sleep in them. Eventually, she caught him slipping, coming out of the shower without his motorcycle boots, and she's like, holy fuck, this guy's got a foot tattoo. What was I thinking? Is your favorite thing making fun of Justin Thoreau? No, why? I feel like it is. Oh. I okay. Mean, he does have a foot tattoo. Let's move on. This one makes me kind of sad. Meg Ryan and John Cougar oh. Mellencamp. Yes, that's right. The Cougar stays. You can't just drop part of your name or change your name after you become famous. I think the Cougar that's, was made up, though. That's, I don't care. He was, his real name is John E.G. Puff Daddy. Right. You are still Puff Daddy. You're not. Combs. You're not P. Diddy it's or Sean anything Combs. else. You're Puffy. <laughs> you will always be Puffy. And John, you will always be John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, okay. Forever. Yeah. They've split after three years of dating, apparently due to the distance between his home in Indiana and hers in New York. Again. But in all fairness, like, who wants to live in Indiana? Nobody. People in Indiana don't want to live in Indiana. Why does he live there? Also, it's like, a, that's like, what, a two and a half hour flight? Three? Yeah. But I think they're getting to that age where, you know, she doesn't want to go and spend like a week in Indiana. No. And he hates New York. Right. So, well, there you go. Th- that bums me out. They seem like a really good couple. Yeah, they both have very altered faces. Matching matching face work. Yeah, I think they're which both... Which is a plus. I think they're both about the same height. Yes. Like 5'3 or 4. Smallish. Yeah. Right. Like, they kind of both have the same haircut. Yes. Like, I really... They look the same. Yeah, they could have gone... People should look the same that they get together. Yes, I agree. Someone just said, one of my friends just said on one of my Instagrams that we look alike. I... We don't. I don't think so either. No. But apparently to other people, or at least one other person, we look alike. Yeah. I don't know. Like (laughs) that person would have to see. I have not (laughs) met that person. So maybe once she met me, she she would realize that we do not look alike. Okay. And my big celebrity uncoupling news of the week, Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon are Splitsville after six years of marriage. Split was apparently sparked by public embarrassment Mimi suffered over Nick Cannon's comments about having had sex with none other than Kim Kardashian. Again, fair enough. Well, you don't... Here's the thing. I got a lot of thoughts here. First and foremost, I hate it when two people I dislike separate because that means they're both free to go mate with other people I hate and now and then there's like... More, there's more breeding between people I dislike. I, I agree. Like, just stay together. I agree. Or don't have any more children. Right. Uh, but that's, you know, you got to have a little bit of class. I heard that Nick Cannon, who I don't know anything about, went on the radio and was, like, talking a lot about who he's fucked. Here's the thing. And that's, that's, that's pretty classless. Yeah, and, it is. That, that signifies deeper issues in their relationship right. that uh, he's doing that. Yeah, because, because she's super vintage and fug. And, and apparently he real. He wants to put it out there like, I can get some real good ass if I want. Also, apparently she's real insecure. Clearly. She's much older. She's um, 11 years older. You know, it's kind of hot to, when you, like, Demi and Ashton, like, she's mad vintage and he's young and it's like, kind of like, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's one thing to have a fling with a much older woman. It's another thing to marry one 
and stay together later in life. Sure. And apparently the two of them have been living in separate houses for a few months already. And the divorce is a done deal, including the custody arrangement for their three-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe, as in you're not Moroccan and you're not Marilyn Monroe. Moroccan, which I believe, which I heard on another show, Mm -hmm. that the child was named for the room in which it was conceived. Oh, right. That's very posh and Beck. Yeah, exactly. And which makes me happy that I... I'm not named Volkswagen Squareback. Right, and I'm not named cruise ship to Singapore. Right, right. Hey, Honda Civic, come in here. <laughs> uh, all right, well. I I'm feel, s- but here, one, one, yes. one last thing. I feel like part of the problem here is Nick Cannon got that job hosting America's Got yes. Talent, which is very ironic. Right. Um, and started kind of feeling himself and his independence. Mm-hmm. And she was starting to freak out about holding on to her younger husband, and things just kind of snowballed from there. Sure, yeah. Insecurity will destroy any relationship, guys. Remember that? Yeah, on both sides. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's not does not make you It's not a good look. Look attractive. No. To to the op- be the oppo. to be seen as someone who's scared and worried about his place. You got to seem like the man all the time. And women so, Confident women are sexy. Don't be concerned. Let's face it. They, I don't think they were ever going to last. No, those poor kids. Okay. So next moving on in this week's gangster rapper feud, a couple of nights ago at trendy LA night spot, one Oak founder of death row records and probably murderer. Suge Knight was shot, suffering six gunshot wounds to his arm and stomach shortly after arriving at women beater and all around tool. Chris Brown's pre VMAs party. I just want to put it out there that I don't, I got no problem with Suge Knight. He seems like a good dude. Outstanding citizen. He played ball at UNLV. I've met, I've met Suge. What's up, Suge? Yeah, he's a big dude. He's huge. He's apparently unkillable. Right. This is not the first time Suge has been shot, by the way, at a pre-VMAs party. Right. In 2005, he was shot in the upper leg in Miami nightclub shore at a party hosted by Kanye. Yeah. The guy gets shot a lot. He doesn't die. Also, now, Chris Brown is fucking horrible, but he apparently gets a pass because he's good at dancing. Oh, yeah. He's allowed to beat women. and If you're good at singing and or dancing, yes. free pass. Yeah, free pass. Like, why couldn't I one... Could, I think why, you can even be a child molester. That happened, too. Yeah. Why couldn't... There, why couldn't one of the bullets have hit Chris Brown, like, in the head? It, yeah, I mean... That would have been nice, right? Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it was initially thought that the intended target of the shooting um, was Chris Brown, but investigators are now saying, after hours of reviewing very clear video footage from the club, it was indeed Suge who was most likely the target, as it happened moments after he arrived. Mm. Um, some, think that, some think this has something to do with Suge's involvement in Tupac Shakur's murder. Right. And this is some kind of an attempted retaliation hit. And others in the know are saying that the shooting was connected to the upcoming NWA biopic straight out of Compton, which is still in production. As of this time, Suge is out of surgery and expected to make a full recovery, proving my theory that it's harder to kill fat people. Absolutely. Also, um, you know who's not going to make a full recovery is the people that tried to kill Suge Knight. No, no. Because that this guy's going to get his revenge. Yeah. The shooter remains at large, but probably not for long. Although there is that whole, like, don't snitch thing right. that goes on. But I think they'll be able to ID him. I think the shooter is in better, is safer in police custody. I'd, I'd say. 
say so. Is on the street. Sadly, there were three other people who were also shot, and one of the unnamed victims is in critical condition. Uh, so yeah. we hope that they pull through. Absolutely. Um, in celebrity plastic surgery news of the week, my favorite. Some some some, some photographs of yes. Rumor Willis, daughter of Bruce Willis oh, and Demi yeah, Moore, I saw this. have surfaced on the internet, showing a very different jawline than she previously had. It looks like she may have had her jaw resculpted. Ouch. Oh, um, just props. I want to send out props to my main man, Corey, at Fado's on Twitter. I would not have known about this. He passed this information Thank along you. to Thank me. Thank you, Corey. I passed it along to Kate because this is important. And this poor girl, like, she had... You, you guys familiar with Yosemite? Yeah, sure. Half Dome? Yeah. Her chin had just about that much granite in it she was born with a very masculine wide oh, way too God. wide jaw for her face she that thing needed to be shaved down it, hopefully they well took it looks like they've they've done that she it. looks like a different person she looks much much better and I, this is my thing like some people there's have been medical advances like i'm not a fan of plastic surgery just me for either it. and i feel bad that she felt like she had to do this Right, but she needs, she looks a lot better. Like she, it's she's, one of the t- rare times when the person yeah. actually looks way better. It's like she's not often. It's like those little Guatemalan kids with cleft palates. Oh yeah, my friend goes around and does Operation Smile right. and fixes their right. smiles. Somebody should do the same for chicks with these huge chins, or just the opposite. You know what they should start doing? What? Chin transplants. Oh yeah, because there there's the opposite situation right. where the person has no chin, no chin to speak of. Oh, no chin is really unfortunate. Like they could have they could have chiseled a couple chins uh-huh. off of Rumor Willis, yeah, and then opened up somebody else and like bone grafted well, them on in there. You can have a chin implant. You don't have to have like actual chin bone from someone. Um, like Stevie on the Kenny Power show, he got he got a chin implant. What's yeah. the show called? Um, eastbound and down. Eastbound and down. Yeah. yeah. And it had a plant. huge giant had a, dimple had a cleft in, cleft in yeah, it, right? Pussy chin. An ass chin. Oh, so funny. That's handsome. <laughs> uh, well, good. Speaking of handsome, good for rumor, Willis. She looks much better. And last but not least, in celebutant idiot of the week news, Baron Hilton, Paris's younger brother, was involved in quite a serious car accident, apparently near Palm Springs today after driving recklessly at high speeds Ooh. and eluding a police officer who had tried to pull him over but lost sight of him. Luckily, no one but Hilton himself was badly injured. What an asshole. Yeah, total asshole, driving fast. Uh, shocked. People called in um, because of his reckless driving. Shocked that a, a member of the Hilton family would think that they were bigger than the law. Right, entitled the to drive yes. however the fuck they want. Yes. Okay, that's it for fancy Pop news. Let's move on to um, our little Bachelor in Paradise recap. Kate, let's talk about that. Bachelor in Paradise special two-part episode this week. Half last night, half tonight. As of this taping, only one episode is aired. Let's talk about it. What happened on Bachelor in Paradise? I have to admit, I've definitely crossed the watching ironically threshold to now watching the show out of pure fascination and anticipation of what will happen next. There's... It's way better than The Bachelor. I think for me... It's mo- much yeah. more campy. The people are really, really stupid. And they don't try to, like, glam it up. It's, it's like... It's obviously... It's trashy and mindless. Totally. 
it's the kind of thing that I would never watch, but I totally watch it. But it's it fascinating it. because all of these people, it's like a survival of the fittest yes. type of situation. The best element of this show is the line between people that are really coupling up because they generally are into each other. Right. Like, cause they're like the same. They're like, kind of like good looking, stupid, like Lacey yeah. and Marcus yes. and the ones who are pretending to be into someone. So they get a rose and get to stick around. Yeah. Yes. Um, so anyway, so new additions this week were some guy called Kalen, as if that's a real name. Yes. This guy was from Emily Maynard's season of The Bachelorette. Kaylin. Apparently he was a massive douche on that show. Um, anyway, it seems like his reputation preceded him. Well, and he, he, yeah. can't, he can't get any of the three girls he has. He showed up. To go with on a date with them. as soon as he walked up, every, like without him even saying anything, everyone's like, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, it was widely understood that he was a fucking asshole. No one would engage with him. No one went on a date with him. He, he asked, went on a fucking date by he, himself. He asked Michelle Money, Jackie, and Sarah to go out with him, and they all said no. So he ends up going <coughs> spelunking by himself, where he tells us that, quote, he's never repelled into a giant Mexican hole, but he has repelled into a tight Mexican hole. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No one. I mean, this guy is, he's, he's basically Sir Walter Raleigh <laughs> talking it just re- it's clear why no chick would bed down with him, even the desperate ones on this show. Right, which there are. Um, next up, Cody, a.k.a. Macklemore uh, from Andy's season of The Bachelorette, arrives with a date card in hand and makes it clear he's after Claire. C- Cody, who's... Let's talk pers- about his look for a second. He's a personal trainer, and in between his appearance on The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, he's clearly... Done a cycle. He is looking cycled up, super swole, really buff. He's all he's bronzed. O- no, up. he's not bronzed. He's overly tan, kind of sunburnt, yes. like a homeless person yes. that has exposure. Well, the thing is, and is his that hair. He's a ginge, and he's a ginge that's tried to tan the shit out of himself and bleach the ginge yeah. out of the hair. He looks really weird. He's losing his hair, but he's kept a flop up the top. Well, it it's kind of spiked up. Yes, it is. It looks so bad, but he, and he's kind of cross-eyed and real dopey. But you kind of you kind of root for him. Um, he's definitely an underdog, and he seems like um real stupid nice person. Yes, agreed. Which is fine. And he's there, and he really wants to get with Claire and that but, big booty of hers. But he's bummed when he finds out that she has a thing with Zach, and she is not going to go out with him. Although Claire does take this opportunity to take Zach aside and talk to him about, in in a very sort of crazy chick way, about the two of them being exclusive. Insecurity. Really lets her needy, clingy, crazy sideshow. And if I were Zach, this would be all it would take for me to run to the hills. I'd be out. Um, The last new guy to arrive is Jesse from Jesse Kovacs from Jillian's season of The Bachelorette, which was way back in 09, and I remember. Um, he's obviously there for some action. He's planning on spreading the love around with as many ladies as he can get with. Yeah, he his reputation also preceded him because right. he showed up and everybody's like, oh, this guy's a fucking player. And right. he walks up, he's like, hey, we getting some drinks or what? Yeah. Like, he's into it. <laughs> uh, so he starts with Jackie, who, by the way, seems to be one of the most sought-after broads, I think, much to everyone's surprise. I don't see it. Like, I don't get it. She is small... She's yeah. childlike looking. Not she looks cute. like she's 17. She's not cute in the face. She's had a boob job and she's got a big refund gap. Yeah, she does. Which is unfortunate. She's got, well, she went too large. Too many CCs. That's a problem. You need to get a tasteful set. 
So Jackie previously had hit it off with Markel. Markel is the handsome black guy with yep. a nice smile yep. who seems like super into the whole process of being in paradise. Yep. And he was bummed because... He doesn't kiss on the first date and he kissed Jackie on the yeah, first date. Yeah, but he's bummed because this new guy, J- Jesse's come in and taken his woman out of the Absolutely. date. So now it's unclear who Jackie likes mo- most. Highlight of the show was Ashley finally letting us see just how nuts she is. Oh. Um, she started spreading rumors um, about Claire by talking shit to her right to the guy that she's into, Zach. Yeah. So they were sitting on a hammock outside... And Ashley, it has been rumored that she's kind of like one way, very prim and proper when the cameras are rolling. And then when they're not rolling, she's another way. And we got to see that side of her. And her exact words to Zach were, I love Claire, but she's cuckoo. I mean, she fucked a guy in the ocean. I mean, are you kidding me? And then she looks around and she's like, Juan Pablo. There's no... There's no cameras on us, are there? And then she... And and then they spot one and she starts to freak out. Yeah, totally. It was kind of awesome. After all the stuff she said to Zach, she realized there was a camera on them. She freaked out. She knew she'd been caught. Apparently, she acts very pulled together and proper. Um, Probably cut that out. Sorry. Um, So later, this gets back to Claire, who loses her shit. And I would not want to cross Claire. No, because... She's got a little bit of crazy in her, too. Claire's all sorts of cray, but she's a little more conniving than... She's a little... She's a little... Dare I say... Slightly smarter. Smarter. Slightly smarter than Ashley. Uh, And so, yeah, Claire and Ashley become instant enemies. Yeah. So Claire is throwing some daggers Ashley's way. For sure. Ashley figures out that she knows. She takes her aside on the beach that night um, to talk to her. And, you know, Ashley convinces herself she's done nothing wrong. And she makes this very sweet, insincere apology. Claire is not having it, though, and refuses her hug. (laughs) Ashley's like, do you want a hug? And she's like, no, I'm good. And walks off. Um, So the drama heats up at the pre-Rose ceremony drinks when Michelle Money decides to tell Graham, who is Ashley's dude. Ashley basically bullied that guy into being in a thing with her. This seemed like it might have been a production element, but the... You know, it's a small, like, all these people are just sitting or it's this trash There's nothing to do. Resort. They're all just kind of laying. They're never reading a book, either. They're no. just sitting well, around. They're on the Bachelor okay, Paradise. Good, good they're, uh, they're all just sort of laying I around. Feel like they don't have their phones. No, they're bored. They're super bored. And everyone knows that Ashley... Except for Graham. Threw shade on Claire. Except, except for that dumb, dumb Graham. For Graham, who just happens to get told... Moments before the rose ceremony. Right. So Michelle Money pulls him aside and, and um, tells him what Ashley's been up to, which in Graham finds this news disturbing. It really throws a spanner in the works. What's going to happen now? Cut to the rose ceremony, and as expected, we see Lacey give a rose to Marcus, and Claire gives one to Zach. Then Ashley got up to give a rose to Graham, but he walks off, yeah. breaking the fourth wall. And that's yeah. where the episode you ended. You see all sorts of producers and shit. Right, he and just walks off and Ashley's left standing yeah, there dumb like, Dumbass Ashley going on? is just standing there like being hot <laughs> and being stupid. And you, you just see her like not like look around like what's going on and then just like sets her rose down. And, th- and that's where we leave the show. To be continued. So let's try to predict what happens tonight, Kate. Well, I mean, I, it's hard to say is Jackie going to go with Markel or Jesse? Right. They had a kiss, Markel yeah. and Jackie. Yeah. So I feel like they their their relationships moved a little further, but yes. I don't really know. 
Well, Jesse, Jesse, um, uh, really laid it on thick. Jesse is a predator and he (laughs) walked in and this is what predators are good at. He walked in, he sized up the group and he said, I need to get a rose. And he picked the easiest prey. Right. She's like Bambi. She's a little deer in the headlights. And he told her some real basic stuff that no woman with a brain would fall for, but she ate it up. Exactly. And to, to what extent, we'll see, because it seemed like she was pretty well loved up with Markel before this. Yeah. Also, um, I don't see, I don't think Graham leaves. Right. I think he and Ashley are going to have it out, but I think they, they're going to break up. But yeah. Ashley still, he'll probably, he might take the rose to stay, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Interesting. Uh, by, by the and time think, you hear this, this oh, will all be sorted out. I forgot. And right before the rose ceremony... Conveniently, Cody and Michelle Money, which are a very unlikely couple, got very cozy on the couch and looks like they have hit it off in a big way. Yes. Because he gave her that back massage during the the camp, like the beach fire the night before. Everyone was getting back rubs. Forgot about that. And Cody like got all onto Michelle Money. Yeah, budding love story there. I'd love to see them work out. She is getting a rose. I don't know what's going to happen with Jesse Kovacs and Markel that we'll have to wait and see tonight. Very interesting. Okay. Excellent job. As always, Kate, love talking Bachelor in Paradise. You guys can tweet at me about it. I would love to engage with you about it. Absolutely. Tweet us all. Tweet at Fancy Sauce. She definitely loves talking about this stuff, not just on the podcast. Follow us all. Like us on Facebook. We love you guys. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Like I said, the triumphant return of Ed Daly next week. Oh, yay. We've missed you, We'll Ed. all be back together. Uh, until then, for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. <laughs>